0: Gen X Grown Up is a YouTube channel, website, and audio podcast you're listening to right now. All made for and by people who love exploring media, games, tech, and toys of yesterday and today through the eyes of Gen Xers who refuse to grow up. Welcome back Gen X Grown Up Podcast listeners to episode 17 of the Gen X Grown Up Podcast. Wow. I am John. Joining me, as always, is George. Hey, how's it going, guys? And Mo. Hey, everybody. We have a lot of good stuff to talk about, as we always do. But before we get going, this is usually the part of the show where what do I normally do here? Mo, my oh, favorite part. Listener mail, email. Come on, fourth listener email. But get your tissues. We don't have any fourth listener email. Oh, for show. come
1: on. What fourth listener? Is it's not like he has coma? that much to do, right? I just want to
0: take a <laughs> second to remind everyone listening that while we sound like a Big Time Hotshot Podcast. We are a very small <laughs> production and we love to hear from our fourth listener. Uh, in fact, I don't think we've received an email yet that we didn't read here on the show. We'd love to hear from you. So if you have even a passing interest or question or a thought about the show, write us at podcast at up.com. We'd love to hear from you. And while I'm talking about it, we also love to read and respond to reviews that are left on iTunes for us. And we have not had one of those in a while. Maybe, guys, we've just reached our critical Mass the listeners we have now, that's it. And they've all given us a review and they've all emailed in. Maybe they're done.
1: <laughs> yeah, we only have us and one other listener. So the guy's tired of giving us reviews. It and is a lot of responsibility
0: is. on that one person. You know? It's
1: one fourth listener. Give the guy a break. You know, he needs a vacation. Fair enough.
0: All right. This is his week off. Get back to work.
1: There you go. <laughs> we
0: have some business to tidy up from uh, the last episode.
1: That sounds ominous.
0: <laughs> George, you were <laughs> upset that I was crushing your dreams when I talked about downsizing in the last episode right
1: well I I was certainly sad and demoralized (laughs) and pissed off yeah there's a couple of emotions going around very complex okay so you promised that what you were going to do is you were going to discard the tarnish that I put on
0: with my little review of downsizing and you were going to watch it with an open mind no predispositions
1: and you're going to get back to us this episode so George have you checked out downsizing so as soon as we finished recording the episode I started watching the movie like within five minutes (laughs) Right away. Oh, yeah, I, I wasn't gonna wait. I can't say that I went into it with an open mind because I almost went into it with a defiant mind. I wanted to find stuff in it that I enjoyed, so it may not be a fair assessment because I was so upset that somebody was already killing my buzz that I was like, I don't give a damn what John says. I'm gonna like you. Just this wanna thing. stick it to the man. That's right. <laughs> So I watched the movie. He's at the boss of me. Truly enjoyed it. And what was really fun was you had done a walk and talk. Yeah, on the YouTube channel. Yeah. So I said, well, you know what? John's not the only one who can walk. And I can certainly talk, as evidenced by this podcast. So why not do a walk and talk myself and give a little rebuttal? It was a lot more difficult than I thought, though. There's a lot of nerves (laughs) involved with walking around your neighborhood and people staring at you while you're holding a selfie stick in your Mm -hmm. phone in front of you. Yep. Uh, Not to mention the being out of breath because I'm gross out of shape, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you can't be
0: afraid to make a fool of yourself if you're going to do that. So no, (laughs) luckily
1: I'm not. I did enjoy the film. I'll give you one thing. They didn't market the film correctly. And that's what may have led to some of the hurt feelings as far as the movie not living up to expectations. Mm -hmm. They marketed this movie as a straight up here. Let's have fun type of comedy. That's not at all what this film was. It's a very dark comedy. It's a very life sucks and we're not going to make it any better type of storyline.
0: Okay. So just a couple quick follow-ups for you. So first, I thought it was going to be this fun comedy sci-fi thing, you know, Honey, I Shrunk the Matt Damon, but it wasn't that, obviously. Do you agree or disagree that the whole concept of downsizing, the
1: shrinking and the extra community, wasn't that wasted on this film or not? I don't think so. The reason why I don't think it was, it was a metaphor for saying no matter what you change in your life, and in this case, they were changing their physical appearance, their physical stature, you're still going to have the same problems in the world that you always have. And none of that changes no matter what you do. You're right there. I mean, but we'll, uh, I guess we'll agree to disagree that the concept was wasted.
0: I want to see the movie from the trailer. I want to see a comedy all about that. And that's not what I got. So I feel like they're not going to do that again. So
1: Which is what I was going at with they mismarketed it. They led you to believe it was what what you wanted, and they got you hoping for that. You go to a place and you think, Oh, they're gonna give me this great steak, and they walk out with a wonderful piece of salmon. Now the salmon tastes wonderful and you love it, but That's not what you ordering. really wanted the steak.
0: The second question follow-up then before we move on. I made the assessment that like the first 20 minutes was one kind of thing, and the remaining like hour was another kind of thing. Would you agree that it felt like two movies? One was this sci-fi comedy, and then the other was this other thing that you're talking about. Do you feel the same
1: way? I don't think I think I'll disagree with that one. I think I'd agree with that, that they definitely switched the perspective after the first 20 minutes. I think they were trying to stay true to human nature and they started off, oh, this is funny. This is funny. This is funny. Oh, we got a new writer. Now this is dark.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it was a huge shift, but I still liked it. All right. So let that be a lesson to anybody listening. If you hear a reviewer tell you that a movie is not everything it should be, don't take their word for it. If you want to see it, See it. You might have George's opinion, or you might have my opinion.
1: And either way, you can walk around your neighborhood with a phone on a selfie stick and tell people about it. Mo, did you watch Downsizing? I have not watched it yet. You have not.
2: Okay. Although I did enjoy the two of you arguing. Besides that,
1: <laughs> <laughs> we weren't arguing.
2: We were giving differing viewpoints. Let me tell you one thing, though, George. You have convinced me to actually watch it. Yay! Because I was like, eh, you know, it's one of those things. Like, eh, you know, if it's Sunday afternoon and it just happens, you know, whatever. But I'm going to actively go out and watch it now just to see whose side I'm going to fall on this.
0: Tiebreaker! Nice!
1: <laughs> I sense a third follow up.
0: I realized when I got in my own business, I had to give it 100, 110% of my time. I got deadlines to meet. I can't let something like hunger get in the way. Snickers
2: satisfies you.
0: While we're on the topic of movies that we like or don't like in the term of downsizing, we are really getting into movie season and new TV season. We all love movies and TV shows, so let's talk about it. Mo, you had a new film that you wanted to talk about that you just saw, right? Yeah, we saw Tomb Raider, the new Tomb
1: Raider movie that came out last week. Oh, okay. Another reboot. That was like a number one film in the country I was seeing some commercials about, right? That's the one. And let me tell you, I liked
2: it. I did too. It's probably one of the better game-to-movie transitions I've seen. I mean, there were scenes in it that me think of the game,
0: yeah, in really weird ways.
2: Yeah, <laughs> like oh, this is like one of those sequence things where you have to button mash the right buttons, otherwise the person dies. Yeah, it like
0: goes quick time events. Oh wow, <laughs> like mash the yellow, mash the blue. Yeah, right? so yeah. Yeah. Certain, it made you feel left, go like
2: go that right. while you were watching a movie. That's cool. That's the feeling I got from it. Nice. And then I thought the acting in it was great. I think the person they have who's playing Laura Croft, I thought she was perfect. It was a fun movie and definitely you know one I would recommend.
1: So better than the Angelina Jolie stuff or yeah? Oh, by far. By <laughs>
2: yeah, far. <laughs> <laughs> that goes. <100%. laughs>
1: saying by far because I haven't seen it yet so I'm interested
0: I think Mo I told you right after the film that Tomb Raider was clearly a riff off of you know Raiders of the Lost Ark kind of Indiana Jones yeah and I felt that the Angelina Jolie films were trying to go backwards just be a female Indiana Jones but like it didn't really ever click with me but this movie was a leap forward off of the video games there were scenes straight out of the most recent Tomb Raider video game up to yeah she got a branch stuck in her side that she had to pull out that was straight out of the video game the ship crashing on the rocks outside of the island was straight out of the beginning of that game. But it didn't feel forced somehow. Right. Yeah, it just it just seemed like it. Fl- and maybe it has something to do like with the way that games are
2: getting more sophisticated, too. That's a really good point. I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. Maybe it's an easier transition now.
1: I think they're learning a little bit. They've tried to do comic books and stuff into TV shows and movies back in the 80s, and it didn't work well. And now it's working well. And the same thing with video games. I mean, if you look at, we had Super Mario Brothers, for crying out loud. How do you try oh, and turn that piece no, of crap into a One thing? of the worst. First. But then you ended oh. up with some films that I enjoyed, like Resident Evil. So now Tomb yeah, Raider yeah. seems to be yep, the yep. next evolution of that progress, right?
0: They did a great job, I thought, yeah. The reason
2: why like things like Resident Evil and you know this movie were successful is that they didn't try to make it the video game. They said it's a movie first, and it just happens to be based on a video game, rather than, like you said, like Pixels and all the other crappy <laughs> right, right. ones out there where they're trying to like pull the actual game into the movie, and I'm like, oh, please.
1: Well, and I think, too, the video games are a lot more based on stories story now than they were when we grew up. There's no story to Galaga, for instance. You know, it's just (laughs) aliens and you're shooting them. But then you have games like uh, Tomb Raider and Resident Evil and Mass Effect and all these type of things that... They
0: lend themselves a
1: little better. Yeah. Yeah. Right, exactly. Exactly right. So
2: as good as Tomb Raider is, John, I know you were real excited about the return of a show, right?
0: Oh, yeah, and looking forward to in the last episode, I was talking about the return of Timeless. Yep. A little TV show that wouldn't die. Oh, I was so upset when that show got cancelled for three days and then they changed their minds
1: three days. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. It outlived the Firefly curse. <laughs> Somehow. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it was like resuscitated.
0: I was so looking forward to it. And like anything you look forward to, you have a certain amount of trepidation. You're like, oh, God, please don't suck. Please don't suck. <laughs> and Timeless came back. We had a couple episodes. And they are firing on all cylinders and then some. This show has gotten a upgrade of heart and story. Everything about, it, like, all the little things that were kind of kitschy and cliche in the freshman season of this, they have straightened up. Yeah, I mean, it used to just kind of be chasing this one guy around, and now they've shifted that. And there's like sleeper agents that are yeah. all throughout time, and they just really added some depth to it. And there's so much going on. Yeah. Well,
1: and they brought back stuff like stuff that you saw like kind of happened at the end of the last season, but you didn't <sighs> think it was going anywhere. Now it's a big major part of the story. Love I was it. really happy about all that. Yeah. Oh man. I
2: mean, say so yeah, One thing I liked about it too is that they just the grittiness of it now. Yeah. You know, oh, it's yeah. like grittier and darker. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like the first season of any show. I mean. I, I I'm glad they actually saw that this show had potential no because it had some things that were not great the first season right like you said things were a little kitschy but they said okay how can we make it better and it looks like the first couple episodes I and mean, i just totally hooked again
1: i'll tell you mo hearing you say that makes me feel good because now i feel like i'm not stupid the reason why <laughs> is because i was thinking almost the exact same thing it feels to me as though the transition from season one to season two is the same as the transition from star trek the motion picture to star trek 2 wrath of khan mm. motion picture was fun i enjoyed it but there was a yeah. lot of bad stuff in it. There was stuff that I was like, okay, come on, really? Not how sophisticated? Many times are we do it? Yeah. But then Wrath of Khan was so dark and so gritty and so painful. Oh yeah. And that's how this feels now, this whole season. I mean, with the girl having the brain stuff and mm-hmm. the, the time flashbacks or whatever, fast forwards, whatever yeah. she's having. And yeah. the super rich guy not being super rich now and being like <laughs> under people's thumb and Yeah, there's some really cool stuff in this one that I'm really digging now.
0: I am so excited this show is back. And there are so many shows that I just wait for them to pile up, and then I watch them when I feel like it. This is one that, like, I can't wait for it to come out, and I watch as soon as it comes. <laughs> this is your Walking Dead, right? For you, yeah. This yep. is my Walking Dead for George. The thing that does my heart even better is I have heard back from several friends and listeners of the show that they've started watching Timeless because of my proselytizing about it here on really? the show, and I hope they are better for it. This show needs all the viewers and love. That well, they
1: can now get they it. just need to write us fourth listener. Yeah,
0: if you have started little watching timeless or anything else based on what we said write in and tell us how we've enriched your life we'd love to hear about or it. ruined your life or the other
1: or ruined, either ruined way. that's fine yeah, either way ruin in a good way bad way
0: we don't care we're just happy to be a part of your life so George you have a new show that you have checked out tell us about it
1: I do I'm a big fan of magic as you guys know I love playing around especially with card magic and things like that there's a new show that kind of takes off on the now you see me film franchise that was out a few years ago it's called deception mm-hmm. I don't know how else to describe it it's a magician who goes in to like, I guess you'd say the white collar TV show type of mode where he ends up helping out the FBI for a purpose so the FBI will help him out and that's kind of what white collar was as well although that guy was a criminal. This guy's not a criminal but he has a twin brother that nobody knew about for his entire career. That's how they pulled off a lot of their magic tricks. Mm. The twin brother ends up going to jail in the first episode, like in the first few minutes and him being in jail is what leads the magician to the FBI in order for the FBI to help him find the person who framed his brother, and now he's working on FBI cases. I've enjoyed it. It's not great, it's not one of those I have to watch it right when it comes out, but it's one of those that when they build up three or four episodes, I can sit down and watch them. Okay.
2: I mean, the twin thing, that was from a that's a movie was kind of like that too,
0: was it? I forget the name of it. Yeah, like The Illusionist, maybe?
1: No, and not The Illusionist. I mean, there, were, there were a couple of those around. Yeah. That. So,
0: George, you have described this uh, premise and plot. What I don't hear that I'm missing is what kind of show is it? I mean, is it a comedy? Is it a drama? Is it a suspense? Is it
1: serialized? I can really only relate it to it's kind of a combination between white collar and Suit the two USA TV shows. Okay. It's got its drama side to it, but most of the time it's like, oh, there's all these crazy things happening and oh, look, we fooled the audience and everything. So it's very (laughs) Now You See Me in those regards, but kind of lighthearted.
0: It's like this trend of shows that's quirky investigative thing, like Monk or one of those kind of things. It's
1: Yeah, not quite as good as Monk, but it's in that same vein. Okay,
0: okay. Hey, there's value to that. That's for sure. Kind of a trend in some shows where they're like, well, we've done procedurals and investigative things. What if... Yeah. (laughs) What if he's a magician? What if the medical investigator is a zombie? Like a zombie. What if throwing these weird curveballs at kind of an existing architecture of investigative shows, yeah?
1: That's exactly right. And just like in some of those other TV shows that you mentioned, even though, of course, they start out the episode that this thing we're investigating this week has no relation whatsoever to the main plot of our TV show. Or does it? At the very end. Yeah, exactly. Fair enough. I like magic too, so maybe I'll check it out. And Mo, you had
0: one more film that you wanted to talk about. Something I haven't seen either. Um, what is Yeah, that? it's a movie called Zodiac. I think it came out about a year ago. Like Zodiac as in like the Zodiac yep, that's, Killer? It's, it's basically Zodiac? about the Zodiac Killer
2: and the people trying to find him. The movie ends about 1980-something. Oh. So it's a period piece. Isn't it weird when a movie
0: from the 80s is a period piece to <laughs> now? <laughs> well, that's crazy. <laughs> well, it started in the 60s. Alright, sorry. Continue, Mo. <laughs>
2: you know, they kind of go into like the first couple murders and then the police trying to find the Zodiac Killer and him sending the stuff to the newspapers and all that stuff. Oh, now I remember that. Okay. Okay. and he was a wacky holy dude holy cow man yeah he had people chasing their tails it's kind of like how three people like a reporter well actually two reporters and a police investigator were both kind of almost came obsessed with this it goes like how it messed up their lives and because they couldn't catch this guy he would disappear and come back I mean it was creepy as hell I man. I could see why people were terrified and they even made a reference to the Dirty Harry movie because that was loosely based on the Zodiac Killer oh okay so this
0: is a movie from a few years back how did you come across it you know I'm not really sure. <laughs> <laughs> Internet? I think it was like something on the internet. Yeah, I was, thinking I was
2: looking at something like, oh, here are some movies from a couple of years ago you probably didn't see or something like that. Oh yeah, I love those articles.
1: So you mean something like a series that says movies you probably missed? Exactly in the title, like maybe? that. Something yes. along those lines.
2: Yep, exactly like that, except not as good as ours. <laughs> so they talk about the zodiac and you know, to me, like anytime you deal with serial killers and stuff like
0: that is at least going to be interesting. Now I wouldn't say it's a happy movie, but right. it's a yeah. uh, it's an interesting movie. You know, most everyone in my family, not so much my wife, but myself and my daughter, we're in that club of like weird fascination with uh, true crime mm-hmm. and things like that. I love a podcast you might have heard called My Favorite Murder oh, which yeah. sounds like the creepiest podcast ever. ever. It's these two really funny talented women who are talking about true crime. And they're talking about it in the sense of it's fascinating to know about. Uh, not celebrating the crimes of course just the mystery. Yeah. The mentality and that kind of thing. And Zodiac is right up there with you know one of the most amazing mysteries that there ever was in true crime. So yep. I will have to check it out Absolutely.
2: I you know television today has something for everyone but every program may not be for Everybody. Plan your family's television viewing and watch the programs with your children. Then
1: discuss it. That's important. Now, we've talked an awful lot about media, but media doesn't come to be without tech things that helped us create the media. Gadgets. So we love gadgets, (laughs) tech toys, and all that stuff. We use a lot of them to create our media. Is there anything out there that anybody's grabbed lately? Oh, I will jump right in. (laughs) Oh, here we go. Picture with me. (laughs) Come with me. If you will. (laughs) Have you ever
0: been in that weird Amazon Twilight Zone where you place an order and you're spoiled with two-day shipping, Yeah. right? Okay. And you place an order for like three things and the box comes comes, and you open it up, and there's only two things in it. Oh. Oh. And you go to Amazon, and they go, this one will be shipping in eight to ten days. You're like, what? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how Amazon works, but they have, you know, hundreds of sellers who have different policies. Yeah. So, I am currently waiting for the delivery of one of the coolest tech toys that I've had in a while. George, you talked about these walk-and-talks that we did recently. Sure. Camera on the end of a selfie stick, and you walk. What's the quality of the video when you do that? Oh, it sucks. Shaky, shaky. Yeah. Shaky, shaky. It's it's, yeah. it's, it's tough. It's, it's just tough to hold that camera still especially with me yeah so after one of those I got a comment from uh, your player too uh, a friend and uh, fellow YouTube creator who said John you should check out this DJI Osmo Mobile and I'm like what are, are those words you're saying to me
1: what are you talking <laughs> about? did you say DJI
0: DJI the drone people yeah that's the
1: same company makes drones okay oh, all really? right. that's right huh.
0: drone king I got attention now <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'm all in so this is a motorized camera gimbal called the DJI Osmo mobile it's a handheld little stick and so just like the drones on the bottom of them they have this stabilizing gimbal that helps keep their camera stable and right so what i ordered was three things i ordered the extension stick i ordered a case and the osmo mobile guess which one didn't arrive yet
1: (laughs) i'm gonna guess the mobile itself (laughs) didn't arrive that's what i was thinking
0: the actual gimbal (laughs) this thing is really really cool not only does it do camera stabilization amazing stabilization like you can hold your uh, camera on a stick and run with it and it can keep things smooth it takes care of all the little jars and Jostles and things like that, but it has so much tech built into the software. It's designed to go with your smartphone's camera, which is the one I got. Which means you can run an app, so you get the benefit of all this DJI face tracking stuff. So you can like draw a box around your face, and it will track you around and follow you, and they'll keep you in the frame. Yeah. It can do stop motion panoramas, and it's not just for the walk and talks that I found this. You can do some really smooth painting kind of trucking moves, some beauty shots, some rack focus stuff. As a longtime TV nerd, you know, in in my real life and career, this just opens up a whole world of like stuff like, well, I can't afford one of those. Well, in this little thing, I can't wait to get it because it's just a, this huge tech toy.
1: Well, now, I'll tell you right now, one of the things you mentioned and it was talking about the face recognition software, that's one thing that DJI is known for with their drones. They have the self-piloting drones that can follow you and things like that. So, they've obviously translated some of that software into this device, which sounds really awesome. Uh, no
0: question. So, all I've seen of it so far, I haven't put my hands on it, but I've watched some videos and some reviews of some really uh, informative guys on YouTube showing what it's like and how it works. I'm sure once I get it, I will bore you again with talk of what I have found I can do with it. I hope to have it maybe in the next show,
1: assuming the Amazon delivery comes through as (laughs) planned.
0: But it just just opens up a world
1: of cool things you can do with your smartphone's camera. Well, I want to know how much it costs because now I'm considering how I can ask my wife for one of these. That's a great question.
0: How much does it cost? Uh Uh-oh. So uh, I also, my wife, won't be listening to the Uh show.
1: (laughs) That much, huh? You know,
0: surprisingly, it wasn't that Bad. I guess we're out, Mo. Oh, God. So much for eating <laughs> lunch next week. The actual gadget itself, the Osmo Mobile itself, I think was about $129. Ooh, okay. All right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then I bought a case and the extension stick for it. You could use any selfie stick, but I decided to use the approved one so it doesn't fall and drop and break my $129 investment. <laughs> and then a nice case. So all in all, I probably spent about $200 for all the pieces, but uh, you can actually just get the gimbal and the, it's, it's powered, the battery charger and all that stuff. 129 bucks. So I will let you know when I get it. I'm we'll let both of you check it out. If I'm excited enough about it, hell, I might even do a review on our YouTube channel. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, I think you better. DJI absolutely, Osmo
1: Mobile. Nice. What is it?
0: It's surface fun right in your
2: bowl, and you're gonna want to come flying for horses and hoops, balls and bears, elephants and
0: lions. Huh? Horses, hoops, balls, bears, elephants and lions. Ow. Another topic that we are all very fond of is games. One of the key mm-hmm. tenets of being a Gen X grown-up is we have refused to stop playing games and with toys and gadgets, was, as we mentioned before. Last episode, I talked about a mobile game that I was loving. At, oh, yeah. Uh, part-time UFO. Yeah, yeah. Mo, you have come across the sequel to an amazing mobile game that you've been checking out recently, Oh, yeah, right?
2: definitely. It's uh, called Alto's Odyssey, which I know, John, you're the one that got me on the first Alto. Alto's Adventure, I think it's called. Yeah, the first one. And what made me think of this is is like part-time UFO game because you know again this is another example of a mobile game that it's a uh, almost a perfect game. I mean it's it's like fun to play. It's super simple.
1: Are you son of a bitch is going to make me buy another game on air right now? Yeah, probably. But I did that with the last one and my thumbs are sore now.
0: Well, let me just say, George, you're in luck. This one is not available on Android yet, so you can save your money for it. Yeah, it's only that's only On true. iOS for the moment, but it will be, I'm sure. <laughs> finally, Mo is justified
2: in buying an iPhone. <laughs> yep, but I finally have something that John is jealous. Of i have an
1: iphone for <laughs> <laughs> and it's not an earphone plug yeah exactly so
0: mo if no one has ever played alto's adventure or its sequel now alto's odyssey what is this game basically
2: um, it's a side scroller where you're essentially skiing in this first one you're going down like snow mountains and stuff like that this one you're going down sand dunes and the only control you have is one button which is a jump and also, like kind of a backspin, which is the same button. You hold it down, you backspin. You just tap it, and you jump. That's it. That's the whole control.
0: Wow. Wait a minute. What about the glide suit? Did they get rid of that? Nope, in Alto's Odyssey? There. That was two buttons. They 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 left okay, all the so, original glide right.
2: suit. Everything from the original is still okay, there. So
0: jump, spin, and then glide. Yep. Got it. But they
2: also have they added wall skipping or whatever you call it <laughs> when you kind of ride the wall. Parkour.
0: Parkour. Yep. <laughs> they
2: added some new things like there's like little like tornado things that will throw you in the air. There's these like hot air balloons you can bounce off of.
1: So what about controlling direction? Nope. I mean. You don't go left, right, up, down. No. You're moving right, and you can't stop. Oh, okay, so it's a side scroller. You just move in one direction. That's it. Okay. Yep. Okay. Downhill, downhill the yeah, entire constantly time, constantly
0: downhill with gravity is forcing yep. you down. The biggest yeah. hill ever created because this thing takes <laughs> because you never stop going downhill. <laughs> miles and miles. Yeah, it's procedurally generated, so it's never the exact same game twice. At least the first yeah, one. Same was. here. I assume the second one is same as well. Yeah. The thing though that I like about i don't know certain things, it's like
2: you look at a game, especially like one like this, that you could just see that the people who designed it were thinking like like they actually played it and said, okay, what makes Sense here because if you tap with your left finger, that's your pause, and the resume they leave in the exact same spot as the pause, which makes total sense. You know, just little details like that. You're like, wow, they actually this is like a quality thing. Like they thought this through.
0: I played Alto's Adventure so yeah, you did. You 100 percented that sucker, didn't you? Twice. Twice. (laughs) After so, I 100 percented it on iOS, and then a couple years ago, when I moved to Android, uh, your progress didn't merge over. So I played the whole thing again. Yeah, I'm kind of at the point now on Part Time UFO where I want to flush all the data and play that again because I'm bummed out that there's no more levels of that. <laughs> but I've been looking forward to Alto's Odyssey for a while. So how much did it cost on iOS, and how much have you been playing? Oh,
2: it's, it was uh, 2 dollars so a little bit
0: more mm-hmm. expensive than the average game, but like you said, with
2: part-time UFO, it's like you bought it and you're done. But if it's a full self-contained exactly. game, there's I no, mean, that, that's well worth. You it. know, there's no premium stuff or anything crappily like that. And let me tell you, I play the. I'm playing the crap out of it because. And how they kind of hook you in this is that you know, you to raise level, they give you basically three challenges you have to do during your next run. Right. And the challenges change, and they get a little more difficult obviously over time. But all the challenges are like are just fun things to do. Wall ride across the vines, grind the vines, hit five times in this run. Or get this distance or whatever it is.
0: Yeah, I know from the first one, the challenges were designed to force you to explore the mechanics in the game that you might not have otherwise realized
2: yep. that you could do. When you switch characters, you know, these like, okay, you know, go through three rocks with this character. Right, yep. And yep. so each yep. one, like, you know, you play it, you're done, and you're like, oh, you so close to getting that one challenge done. I'm gonna do it again, and sure enough, you wasted two hours of your life. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you know, you talk about this was a little bit more expensive, and, you know, I always think of it in terms of our Gen X history. Mm-hmm. If you want to go play a game of Galaga, George, how much does it cost? Quarter. There you go. So when I play a game like this, I I'm like, okay, am I going to play it four times? Well, it's worth a yeah. dollar. Am I going to play it eight, 12 times? And it's worth two or three dollars. People are so used to free game, free game, free game. But it's not. It's a freemium game. Yeah. You know, I always think back to the South Park episode about freemium games. They say freemium is a compound word. Free meaning free and mium meaning not really. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what free games are. It's like, yeah, they're free, but they come with so many strings attached and they have barriers to make it difficult. If you don't buy yeah. you know in game content, the advertising I don't all the time. mind paying one or two or yeah, or five bucks for a game if the whole game is there and I'm gonna play it ten or twelve times. I want to reward that developer and say, yeah yes, give me more of these. I want hundreds of part-time UFOs and Altos Odysseys. I want to see more games on mobile like these that are more like a cartridge I would plug into my Atari Lynx and less like you know, matching the gems until it's too difficult and I have to buy a pass. Right.
1: It sounds like you've invented a new rating system for us. We have our Corey system, which is an awesome system. But for these mobile games now, you've got this quarter token system. If I'm going to play it X amount of times, divide by four, and I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> That's certainly how I always think of it. If it's worth that many tokens, if i got to put that many quarters in, then those add up to
0: dollars, and that makes it worthwhile.
1: Well, we need a fourth listener to write in and coin whatever this rating system is going to be now. We can name it after you. That's right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> The last thing I want to say about the Altos Odyssey, just when you
2: guys get a chance to play it, is it's just a beautiful game. I mean, just the background, the scenery,
0: it's not overly complicated, but again, it's it's just gorgeous to look at when you're playing. It's kind of minimalist, right. but in a really gorgeous kind of way. Yeah. First one was like that too. And you know, since I can't play it, since I don't have an iOS device, I have been looking at some videos of it. That's the one thing I'm jealous about your iPhone Yay. right now. Yeah, I'll tell you. Do you feel happy? Are you vindicated? <laughs> it you totally vindicates now? all the other reasons. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's too bad that notch gets in the way of your game. <laughs> Last episode, Mo, another game you were talking about that you had played on Steam was Orwell, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, fun stuff. And George, that popped up on your radar all of a sudden, you know,
1: as if by... Uh... Yeah, serendipity, I suppose, right? I mean, it was... Mo. you talked a lot about Orwell, and I mm-hmm. like those kind of games. I was like, well, maybe I'll go buy it and everything. But I looked, I was like, I don't feel like paying that much for it right now, because you had said that there wasn't a lot of replayability in it. No, there
2: really but isn't. But then
1: right. I got an email, and there was a new Humble Bundle jump. Jumble bundle, which they Uh-oh. do every now and then. Yeah, this one's uh, number eleven, I think, and one of the games that's in there, oddly enough, is Orwell. Oh, I was able to pick up Orwell. It's on the second tier level. You know, you pay a little bit better than the average price, right? And at the time that I got it, the average was like four fifty, so I paid four fifty one. Oh, <laughs> that's a great deal. There were ten games listed at the time that I bought okay, it. I'm, mm-hmm.
0: I'm going to the website. I'm on my way.
1: There are more games <laughs> coming because it's a jumble bundle, and what they do with those is on that average level they have a little question mark and it says more games to be added later. And they just pop those in later on. You have to go back and get your keys for them. You just get the new games as they decide to add them. For that bundle. That's oh. right. Right now, that game is currently costing me 45 cents. Nice. <laughs> it will only go down from here as they add more games to that level. As you add more <laughs> games. That's right. Yeah, I think I'm going to get my Corys out of this one. Oh yeah,
0: for sure. George, you talked about is there any deal in Humble Bundle in our first episode. But it bears repeating. It's an amazing way to get, uh, you're going to get a lot of games. Sure. It might not be all games that you love, but you're going to get exposed to some games that you might not have otherwise looked at, and for such an inexpensive cost of uh, admission. Orwell, for example, you didn't feel like paying three or four bucks right. for it, but you know, if you play that thing for 45 minutes, you you got your queries yeah, out of it, it
1: Same thing with, uh, with Her Story. That's not a game I would have ever bought or even looked at twice, but it was in yeah. a Humble Bundle, grabbed it, and really enjoyed that game. We've talked about this before when we've talked about Humble Bundle. The greatest part of about their system is that you choose who gets the money that you spend. Yeah, You can send it Mm -hmm. all to a charity of your choice that's in their list, or you can send it all to Humble Bundle, or you can send it all to the developers, or some combination of the three. It's really a great way to buy. I wish other people had the same idea, but I'm happy that Humble Bundle is still doing it right. And they're not just doing games. It's books, it's comic books, audio stuff.
0: Oh no. I'm looking at this site now, George, and they've got a comics bundle
1: yep. and it's full of
0: of my stuff. Oh, no. yep. I see the Green Hornet in there. I see the shadow in there. They've got the art of Atari. They got, they've got the Sword Quest series in there from Atari. Oh my Oh yeah!
1: Damn it, George! I was gonna damn tell it. you about that one. I didn't get a chance to yet.
0: <laughs> damn it! Humble Bundle is—I mean—they've come a long way since I explored their site deeply. I just watch for the emails, like you'd mentioned, but mm-hmm. I gotta dig around in here more. Yeah, now so, they're uh, posting like six
2: bundles at a time usually. You no, know, one thing I like about Humble Bundle too: when you get these bundles and you have the games
0: that maybe you already have,
1: you could gift you to them. You give somebody else. Yeah. yeah, it's like Christmas gift buying before it's ever Christmas <laughs> and before you even know who the hell you're gonna give it to.
0: <laughs> and you're buying stuff for yourself too, and giving to some good causes. Yeah. So, so win, 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 win. I'm sure Mo's going to put a link down in the show oh, notes yeah. below. It's not that tough to remember, though. It's just humblebundle.com. Uh, it's worth checking out if you enjoy gaming or comics or books or, geez anything now. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's <laughs> a really interesting site.
1: Sawdust and spectacular, danger and daring, a world where seeing is believing and once upon a time is now. For every child who dreams of being a part of it, for every adult who shares that dream, you've got a date with the greatest show on Earth. <laughs> well, we've got a lot of stuff that we've been doing, but what about stuff we're going to be doing? John, you got anything coming up? Oh, absolutely. You bet. There's a game that I've had on my calendar looking forward to for a long,
0: long, long, <laughs> long time. For the listener, it came out two days ago. In fact, we did a live stream on our YouTube channel about it. But for me, it's just a couple days in the future. And that's the release of Far Cry 5.
2: Oh, man. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I have
0: loved the Far Cry series ever since, like, 2004 when the first one came out. And we were all tweaking our computers to try to get the best out of that Crytek graphics yeah. engine, a gorgeous lush jungle environment and try to tweak the anti-aliasing just right to get a good frame rate. <laughs> it was almost a tech demo that turned into a game, but it was such a good game of exploration and hunting down bad guys. And there was a physics involved. Well, the stories were always great in them. Yeah. Too. Yeah. The first one was like, eh, story, oh, yeah, story, but man, they have been building the story so much better. This latest one is, uh, Hope County, Montana. Oh yeah. And you're, uh, hunting down this, uh, militant doomsday cult. Tolte led by this figure called The Father. They're armed to the teeth and they're abducting people and it's up to you to drive and punch and shoot and blow stuff up and everything you love about Far Cry.
2: So let me tell you, the Far Cry series is one of those few series that each one was better. Except for, let me take it back, that step back, that primal one they did. Yep, I never even went to the primal.
0: Just didn't, just grab, didn't me. grab me at all. It was kind of like a meh.
2: Yeah, I mean, it seemed like they were trying something different, which I give them credit for, right? They're trying to do something a little different than the normal shoot em up one, but every other one up
0: except for that one, has been better than the one before. (laughs) I heard Far Cry Primal was kind of like that Episode 7 of Stranger Things this season, where it's like, that's not really what that should be. (laughs) You're just trying something different, aren't you? And they got right back in the swing of things now with Far Cry 5.
2: Yep, definitely. I already pre-ordered it myself, so I'm definitely going to be watching you when you do your live stream.
1: So, George, have you gotten into the Far Cry? I am sad to say that I have not played a single Far Cry game. You don't have to be sad.
0: (laughs) The good news is everyone you haven't played, you have in the future. I'm (laughs) jealous (laughs) And you get him, like, for pennies on the (laughs) dollar. You know, we talk about how in in shows and movies and films and things like that, it's the character that drives the story, regardless of, you know, it's a superhero film, but does it have any heart? Does it have, you know, something that drives you? Right. There's a lot that I think you would enjoy in these games, George. Okay. There are guys that you're like, oh, I hate that son of a bitch. And you're like, wait, he's just a 3D model. But they make you... Feel compelled to
1: go after these uh, bad guys. Is it story driven like Mass Effect and Bioshock? Yes. It It is
0: less story driven, it's more open world with a story that you can do when you're ready so there's an objective to advance the story okay but you can do it when you're ready you can go out and explore they have these amazing systems that interact with each other there's a wildlife and the animals know what to do they're not scripted and so when certain things happen those animals react and there's weather systems and it's not scripted weather happens when weather happens and it impacts everything else all these systems interact and crazy things can happen and all that's on top of what tend to be better and better stories in each successive game
1: Well, maybe I'll have to pick up some of the older ones I'm assuming they'll be a little bit cheaper, especially with this one coming out. There's probably some sales or something going on. Dirt cheap. And maybe I'll pick up one or two of the older ones and play through them, but I'll definitely be watching the live stream. I'm sure we'll talk about it more in the next podcast because we will have played it
0: some more.
2: George, I would definitely say jump to Far Cry 2. I would skip one. Okay, skip number one. Skip the first one. All right. One wasn't bad, but it it just made so many leaps to two that just go right
0: with you. Okay. Two is much better. Three is awesome. Four is amazing.
1: All right. And these are all integrated with Steam, I'm assuming. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I can use my Xbox controller to play. Oh, yeah. Cool. I'm in. So that's Far Cry 5, but there's one more thing. (sighs) that we are all looking forward <sighs> to
0: and have been for a long time. Nervously looking forward to. The Ready Player One out today, the day you're listening to this podcast. I assume that you're listening to this podcast on your way to the theater to see Ready Player One.
1: Yeah, that's a, probably a good assumption. The three of us are going to get together Saturday and see it, but oh man, Ernest Klein's book, just amazing. Yeah, without a doubt. Ernest Klein. he was inspired when he wrote this book. There's just nothing but goodness in this story. I'm, And that's why I kind of agree with Mo. Mo was talking about being you know, nervous about this. Yeah. 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 Maybe I'm a little scared that, you know, they're going to screw this up. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of what happened to me when I read Jurassic Park about two weeks right before the film came out. Yeah, that was and, a mistake. Huh? And you're
0: like, oh no, what are they going to do? I like yeah. the film, yeah. but
1: I was pissed off for several months afterwards because the things they changed in the film didn't need to be changed, but they did it anyway. It was still a good film, but I just read the book, and now I don't want that to happen with Ready Player One. I'm prepared for the film to not be exactly the
0: book. Oh yeah, I'm okay with that, but I'm excited for the world and
1: spirit of the book to be visualized, right? Yeah, and you know, there are a lot of people that are interested in this, and I don't mean that in the way like you hear media talking about all the people. I mean like, I have people at my work who I wasn't aware, cared about any of this stuff because they're not necessarily Gen Xers or anything, but they've read mm-hmm. or listened to the audiobook and they've been looking forward to it because of that.
0: Hit a lot of radars. Well, it doesn't hurt that Steven Spielberg... Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. And I read that he's actually resisting references to his own works in this film, but the cast is not letting him get away with it. They're sneaking him in anyway. <laughs> <it. laughs> you know, often you watch a film and you're like, you know, did you catch that Easter egg? This is basically a movie of Easter oh, eggs. Oh, I know. Sure. Like the whole
1: movie... Nothing but. Well, that's what the whole story was. (laughs) Exactly.
0: Right. Uh, To me, it's almost like Wreck-It Ralph,
2: right? One of the things about the rewatchability of it is catching those little Easter eggs. Yeah. I think this one's going to be like, I'm hoping, knock on wood, that it is the same kind of thing where you're gonna watch it, it's gonna be a great movie, but then you're gonna watch it again just so you can pick up on the details that you just couldn't pick up the first time.
1: As long as they don't totally blow it out of the water and make me hate it, I'm definitely gonna watch it more than once. I mean Yeah.
2: Exactly. Yeah, I know. It's like as long as I don't hate yeah. it, I'm watching it more multiple times.
1: Yeah. I feel
0: like I'm so invested that even if I hate it, I'm gonna watch it again just to see if I'm correct in that first <laughs> assessment. Well, yeah, right I'm so invested. Yeah. yeah, that's fairly accurate. I think there's a pretty low likelihood that I'm gonna hate it. I might get disappointed. I hope not. Based on what I've seen, it looks like it's done right. Yeah. How many more times and ways can we say that we're excited and
1: anxious? And <laughs> nervous? I mean, that's, that sums it up, right? We're excited, nervous. I mean, I'm so excited for this film. I'm driving over to Jacksonville to watch it with you guys because I think it's going to be a great film. There are other films that I want to see this year, but this is one I felt very strongly that we should all watch it together because this is it has a storyline through our life, right? I mean, through yeah. growing up in the 70s and 80s, through the arcade movement and you know through the home consoles and everything all the way up into virtual reality this is part of our tech lives that we grew up with
0: yeah i mean ready player one the novel is a cross-section of my youth no question yeah absolutely film is going to be more of that (sighs) looking forward to it all right we'll talk about it some more i'm sure once we have seen it in the next episode so brace yourselves
1: could ever forget the sound of a great fish feast now long john silvers presents all you can eat crispy breaded fish a classic collection of golden hits that never ends that's right all you can eat for $3.99
2: do you love comic books and consider yourself a die hard fan then you need to listen to parlapods We have news, reviews, and interviews with your favorite pros, all while bringing some serious laughs. New episodes drop every Wednesday in time for New Comic Book Day. Parlopod is available on the Project Entertainment Network, all major podcast outlets, and Parlopod.com. Tune in and fuel your fandom with Parlopod. Wow. Again, guys, man, we talked about a lot of stuff here, (laughs) so I have my work cut out for me. I'll make sure we have references in our show notes with all the links so you can find out all the things that we were talking about.
1: If you're reading the show notes, I'm going to bet that you're enjoying the podcast. You probably listened to a lot of our podcasts in the past, but maybe you missed a couple. And you know the reason why you missed some? Not subscribe. It's because you didn't subscribe to us on iTunes. Typical mistake. You need to jump in. Rookie. (laughs) Subscribe to us on iTunes, on Stitcher, on wherever it is that you listen to your podcast.
0: Yeah. And while you're in iTunes, remember, as I mentioned at the top of the show, it really helps a lot if you'll jump into that iTunes app and you will leave us a rating five stars. stars. Of course, we deserve it. Five stars. Most importantly, a review. Just a couple of lines. Not everybody does it, but when you do, it helps to push us up to be findable in the search so other folks can find the Gen X Grown Up podcast. And if you have a friend who's nerdy as us and isn't listening yet, please tell them about us. And plus, we actually care about your opinion. We do. Hey, and also be sure to drop us a line via
2: email. That's another way we'd like to hear from our fourth listener at podcast. At GenXgrownup.com.
1: And GenX Grownup is a global brand, right? <laughs> we are everywhere. We're on YouTube. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We're even on Instagram now, guys. We're starting to post pictures up and everything. It's a lot of fun. So the one place that ties all that together is our website, GenXGrownup.com. So make sure you visit us there. That wraps
0: up another episode. We'll be back in two weeks with our regular episode. But remember, next week we'll have our backtrack and our topic next week will be remembering the Sony Walkman oh, and Discman wow. oh, geez. <laughs> when our music went portable then I
1: gotta go find my headphones
0: <laughs> I need some AAA batteries it should be fun, we hope you fourth listener will join us for both of those until then, I'm John, George thanks so much for being here, yes sir and Mo, appreciate you, oh, always fun man and we will talk to you next time, see you guys bye bye everybody This podcast is an affiliate of the GWW Radio Network. Visit Geeks Worldwide at the GWW.com for news, reviews, and opinions on video games, comics, TV, cosplay, and more. Oh, it's probably going to come while I'm uh, out of town, so I'll probably end up getting it in about three weeks when I get back from out of town. Uh, so, but it should arrive next week, I think. Week after.
1: Well, you better be in town next week. No, no, no after that. <laughs>
0: okay, a- after that.
1: <laughs> i was going to say, fucker, yeah. I'm coming over there and I'm watching a movie, and I have the tickets. So, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's why that's right. you better be in town.
0: You know, a lot can happen in seven minutes, and luckily, that's how long it takes me to tell a story. My name is Aaron Califato, and I'm the creator of Seven Minute Stories.